0: In this episode of Threading Thoughts, we talk about assigning a digital address to each house. The pain points in locating addresses create a wastage of time, resources and accurate services. As we rely more and more on the services that depend on the accuracy of our addresses, the gaps in the Indian addressing system becomes obvious and in need of a solution. While multiple location services exist, the fundamental requirement of accurate addresses is still unmet. Independent houses, ever-changing street names, and multiple numerical addresses for the same house often create inefficient urban planning and disaster management. Thus, better location tools are more than just an address locator. They can help plan a city or help in risk mitigation. Niranjan Seelam is the co-founder and CEO of Zipper, a niche location intelligence expert. He spearheads the product and operations for the company and is responsible for overall strategy and direction of the company. With a rich professional experience of two decades, he specializes in operations and strategy. Before Zipper, Niranjan had worked in MNCs in the BFSI space. He leaped into the startup bandwagon in 2007 as a member of the founding team of Redbus, where he headed the operations and finance divisions, contributing to the success of the organization. In his startup journey, Niranjan also co-founded a couple of startups in K-12 education to create the required balance of sports and academics in the next generation of professionals, before he finally zeroed in on the large and fundamental problem of addressing a subject that needs tech disruption. Welcome to Threading Thoughts. Uh, thank you so much, Niranjan, for joining us today. It's it's such a pleasure to have you on our podcast. Thank you. Thank you for
1: having me.
0: Uh, um, so, uh, Neeraja, how are you offering services that are actually different from, you know, already existing um, address systems?
1: Uh, <clears throat> so, there are two kinds of address systems, dash uh, 21 behind this road, you know, next to this particular store, so on and so forth. That's completely offline and that is broken. And depending on who is asking you within the city, your answer would be very different. Sometimes you give it in a, uh, you know, a structured way if there is a you know, um, you know, legal asking, we, we, what I mean by that is whether it's an election card or, you know, all that, the address would be very different. If it's a friend uh, is asking you that address, a question, the answer would be very different because you have certain assumptions about that friend, whether he or she is from Hyderabad, have they been to this place, and then you give them an answer, right? And if you're asked, actually giving an answer to a delivery boy, your answer would be different. The, all these are completely offline systems, right? And they are completely fragmented and broken. And uh, because the fundamental uh, architecture for all of this is the, your house number, that itself is a broken system. Within the city, you, you have house numbers. Um, some places you start with plot number uh, 123 and some places you start with 2-7-21 and it can Very go on 14 characters, right? Exactly. So that's the exactly. offline system. And uh, because the offline and the starting point itself is very broken, everything on top of it is broken. Um, And when you come to the online system, not pretty much is there in the online addressing systems. More or less, we get confused with the location as an address. What you share in WhatsApp is actually not address. What you share in uh, WhatsApp or, you know, any of the Google Maps current location, all of these things are your location takes. And location is always fleeting and location is always changing. Uh, the reason why I'm saying, even though if you are at the same place and share the location, depending on multiple parameters like your GPS signal, where within the house, where you are standing, etc., latlongs would be very different. So uh, we, as a company, fundamentally, we are not a location company; we are an address company. So that is the fundamental difference between us and anybody else is there in the uh, uh, market, right? Whether you call it other competitors who are there outside, not in, in India, what fewers and etc. They are a location company, right? And uh, they divide the world into three by three and then give anything. So in a house can have multiple attributes. Um, and for an address to be called an address or any code to be called an address, there are fundamental characteristics that need to be there. It has to have a number which is, you know, sequential in a particular street. And it has to have a street number. And then the uh, colloquial location code also need to be there. So we developed a technology called digital door number, keeping all of this in mind. Uh, it will be NGC 270-144. Uh, 144 is your house number. 270 is your street number, NGC is NGO calling. When you explain any address to anybody also, this is pretty much you do, right? Your house number, street number or name and the locality and then the city and the streets. So we have taken that as a fundamental basis and tech, uh, applied technology into it. And then the digital door number that, that is involved.
0: So there's a very, uh, it's a it's a strong format to actually identify uh, and pinpoint multiple levels right it's just not only the street it's the house and everything because uh th- there's a lot of this confusion in this old number new number also which is quite right. crazy because half the time some people might actually just put their new number outside the house so you're still trying to figure out what number so this uh, will take that uh sort of a, a doubt away right, right. It, it's a little more crystal To each location, correct. correct. Isn't that it? Yeah. yeah.
1: Problem with the uh, current house numbering system, like I I said before, is uh, driven with a fundamental uh, uh, assumption that they are driven by the wards, and wards continue to delineate depending on the increase or decrease of the density. And uh, in our country, which is rapid urbanization and uh, you know people moving all over the place, we first build the house and then figure out a street. But if you look at the other way around, actually all the administration or the movement of people or the vehicles, everything happens on the street, right? So streets have to be the fundamental infrastructure, both offline as well as the digitally, for you to assign any kind of a coding uh, systems. And, uh, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, the street names and uh, are political in nature in India, right? Today you will have one name and tomorrow, depending on who, which party comes in, it will also change. And numbering is less than 5% five to 7% in the country and that is where all the problems start right and uh, and again uh, when you do everything offline which is you know your bill collector or what counselor comes and starts giving you the house number right and uh, because it is offline if there are three houses one next to each other they will start giving one two three if the one is almost thousand yards there is a possibility of property mutation then it becomes one bar a one bar i so on and so forth places where we did pilots across some places in Telangana had 14 character house number because it used to be a major uh, survey number and then broken into
0: small uh, into smaller units numbers. so yeah. now they smaller give units. the sequential number right so they just keep these uh, correct. additions correct correct and some
1: person will write barrie uh, and some person will write iPhone a there is no uniform rate right? and none of it exists anywhere else right so if somebody gives you a how uh, you know address uh, there is no way to validate whether this number exists or the address exists or not. Rather than, if you compare it with a typical ID, which is phone number or Aadhaar, anything has a standard format, 12 characters for Aadhaar, 10 for phone number. And uh, sequentiality gets missed out, it is never aligned to an you know, access role And it nowhere uh, it is consistent within the city. Yeah, these are the challenges which we have. So the DDN takes into consideration all of these things.
0: Great. Um, sure. This perfectly leads to my next question because you were talking about infrastructure and streets. So, where do you see advanced address systems uh, help in urban planning?
1: Right. Uh, So, one of the biggest challenges today in the urban planning is uh, if you call up any commissioner across the country and ask them uh, how many registered flats or houses are there, the answer is anybody's guess. The issue is. uh, um, if you look at multiple departments, it could be water, you know, property tax, gas, electricity, so on and so forth. All of them pretty much talk to the same house, but use a different convention altogether. So because of that, what happens is I might not end up paying the property tax, but I pay electricity, water, so on and so forth. And uh, each part is a different revenue source for a different department, right? And uh, that is, specific. and we all know the instances where there are apartments where the out is not, penthouses are not registered, so on and so forth, right? because. There is no need for it to be registered you get the electricity you you know you do whatever you have to do electricity water and then you run with the show without doing anything etc so the problem uh, that we are trying to solve is the uh, GDM uh, becomes an other for homes right uh, like the individuals have the uh, individual others and uh, this becomes the other so that particularly gets integrated across all the departments take an example of ndmc new Delhi municipal council right? today they call it nddn number they integrated that and across all the departments and today at the click of a button anybody in the department uh, can see using the dvn what is the complete view of that particular house you know revenue generation into the system and uh, that's one part of the uh, urban planning because if you don't have the revenue there is no planning so you need to figure out a way to uh, uh, understand what is my depth for collection of the revenue and how how I can collect the revenue, that's one part of it. Second part of it is uh, streets are not numbered. And today, if there is a uh, grievance that is being raised, let's say there is a pothole uh, on my street, how do I even communicate it? How do I even explain it? That I'm from that area, I can easily explain. But the guy who is going to solve it is not from the area. How is he or uh, she going to find that particular problem? So the urban planning also uh, when it comes to you know, revenues or you know, grievance redressal or reaching to a particular house uh, is also a challenge. Right? Uh, for the urban planning, what all is required, right? I need to figure out where I need to set up the new roads. I need to figure out uh, how do I get to a particular house. I need to figure out what is my revenue sources and how effectively can I collect those revenue sources. Right? These are the uh, two, three variables uh, uh, that happen. And how do I, why do I need to get to a house in a very limited time? Because there would be grievances. It could be emergency grievance, it could be a you know, regular utility grievance, right? Uh, all of these things are a challenge today, uh, primarily because the guys who are going to solve the problem, which is your you know, ambulance drivers or the ward collectors, etc., etc., are dependent on their own local language. But when that shifts and when you want somebody else to do the job, then you are back to square one. Unless you finish and give a unique identifier, whether you do it, I do it, this is a quote punching somewhere, or, you know, we use the street signage that exists and move to that place. It is always going to be a challenge. So for any effective urban planning, you know, people are talking about, you know, smart bins, you know, solid waste management, so on and so forth. These are all the smart city concepts. You know, how do I actually put up street signages, how do I know how much is being consumed in a particular street? Everything is uh, with an assumption that all my assets are digital. And pretty much all of it is connected to in some form or the other is your house. That itself is not digital. So anything else you build on top of it, it is just a very, very, very very weak and very weak foundation.
0: Especially in infrastructure development, right? Uh, If you are uh, Your very house depends on it, right? From uh, streets to anything else. Um, It it also helps the government in a larger way to plan better. Um, In fact, uh, maybe even uh, during, uh, in fact, that leads to my next question. Uh, Let me ask that. So where do you see the future contribution of this? Uh, Not just in urban planning, but say even disaster management or anything else that you see this can be plugged into? This has a larger purpose, obviously.
1: So, uh, I think uh, before COVID era, I think any time we actually pitch uh, uh, DDN to uh, anybody who is listening to us, we always used to say this is a very, very handy tool in the in, in, the, in the times of disaster. And pre-COVID, the possibility or a probability of a disaster, nobody gave uh, any weightage to it. But now, these are the real scenarios. Everybody is understanding that disaster is just around the corner. It might knock you any time. Right. Uh, take example of COVID, right? How do you figure out what is the density in a particular containment zone? No idea. Because you don't know how many houses are there, how many shacks are there, how many shanties are there, right? Uh, you can't keep counting. And there was a classic case I forgot some time. Uh, Kerala, there were floods, right? And people were going all over the boats to figure out. So one family was left over. Uh, because they didn't realize that there is a house there because of the water and et cetera, nobody thought that would people would be, be there in it. Right, and uh, they did the recovery of everybody except that house because nobody knew there is going to be a house. Right, those are the real uh, use cases in the form of uh, when it's, the disaster hits. As very simply put, it you need to figure out in a particular street how many houses are there. If you don't have that answer, any kind of a disaster management is a, is, is, is again a superficial. Let's say uh, take examples of coastal belts. Right, you have to figure out this is my affected area. Now, you probably will be able to do using a satellite imagery. After that, what? How do you know how many people are? You will, today, in today's scenario, you keep making the announcement outside and say, these are the areas, please vacate, 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 right? But you don't know the gravity of it. How many people need to be vacated vis-a-vis how many are affected? So, uh, again, I mean, in the lab, you know, I don't want to sound it repetitive, but, you uh, uh, For any kind of an urban plan, disaster planning is a very key component of urban planning, right? There are lakes, uh, now there's a movement that's happening in select cities to uh, rejuvenate or, you know, uh, rewonder the lakes. Exactly. Right? Now, uh, if there's a heavy rainfall, they are the first things which will get overfired. Now, what is the, uh, you know, low-lying areas surrounding the lakes? What is your density? You have no idea. Right, and we just hypothetically say that if the lake overflow then this area will affect affected. But what? I mean, to what extent? Nobody knows. Right, and if you look at commercial also, right, uh, and private also, there are a lot of location-based example of insurance because we are talking about disaster insurance is something that came into my head. Premiums cannot be consistent and the same across the city, any city, any city like Hyderabad, which is completely away from the sea and the you know coastal. But if you take Chennai and Bombay, how can I, my premium will be the same if I'm one kilometer closer to the seabed. These are the 20 kilometers away from the sea. True, very true. Right, right. Now, how do I identify that? And today, all the identification is given using the address, which itself is broken. So those are the implications, right? Uh, For the public sector as well as the private sector, there has to be a consistent, uniform way of identifying a particular asset which is the home or a street uh, across the country on a digital world, then you can do wonders on that.
0: Absolutely. And as you were mentioning earlier, also drones, right? Just drone delivery, unless you know where to send it. We're looking at, say, perhaps uh, food delivery in flood-affected areas, um, tsunami victims. Uh, you know, the, the scope and the gamut of, of uh, help that this can offer is limitless almost.
1: Instances, seconds matter uh, makes a lot of difference. There was a classic case of, uh, you know, a few months back, Gujarat PM's uh, brother passed away because in the address, when they were explaining in 108, they explained the house next to Modi school. There were multiple Modi schools and housed in a different uh, area altogether. So these are real scenarios that exist on the ground. And when, if you actually end up calling any of these emergency guys, you will understand, uh, God forbid not, but you will understand the issues uh, uh, what people go through. Uh, the driver of the emergency guide can't understand where you're calling from, how do you get there, and whether the vehicle comes in or not, so on and so forth. So the digital door number, you can have multiple meta information captured. Let's say, for example, go back to the same example, NGC 27114 as the house number. Where whoever is assigning, the they can capture multiple meta information, whether this street is a one-way street or a two-way street on and so forth, is there a U-turn and et cetera. So when you're sharing that information, depending on the party you're sharing, you can do your own analysis. Let's say, for example, if you want a truck to come in, if you give this particular to a, you know, movers and packers guy, and uh, his immediate question will be, can I get my truck or should I get tata Always think truck can come in, but once it gets in, you know it can't get out because the streets are narrow, right? So that meta-information tagging is also not a possibility because there is no unique way of identifying the streets in a digital world.
0: Exactly, but it's it's a larger picture. We miss the larger picture, right? It's just not just where you are, but it's a lot more to it.
1: Exactly. So Uh, unless you uniquely identify uh, individual assets, which are your streets or your homes digitally, you can't tag meta information to it. If you can't tag meta information to it, there's nothing much you can do about it. It is every time it's a guesswork.
0: No, and completely, and you can guess wrong, as well. It's not that it's going to be clear. You can guess wrong and that's where we get into other issues. Very interesting. So uh, how can digital door numbers uh, enable both effective administration and reliable delivery even of postal services and other things, right? Uh, One of the things is is most of these postal services actually personally ask people um, and then, you know, they look at where it is and then they come. So it's a very, uh, I think, arduous, uh, time-consuming task. So how do you think this is going to help?
1: So, if you look at uh, uh, postal per se as a service, right? Uh, you you talk to any postal guy. Uh, he or she is delivering in the same area for you know, time immemorial. And because of that, what happens is uh, they pretty much know. Uh, it, at least that used to be the case uh, 15 years back. Because if you're born, brought up somewhere, you practically live there only because of you know, you know the kind of opportunities that are available at that time and vis-a-vis now is very different. So the the mobility used to be very, very low because of which postal people used to be uh, effectively delivered. But which is not the case today, right? Anybody and everybody continues to move around all the places. And if you're living in a particular house or because you were born there uh, with your, uh, you know, living with parents, people know their names, but your parents are also shifting to urban areas. these days. Somebody else comes and stays there and then it's a challenge. Right. Uh, postal people, we have done one pilot with the department of posts across uh, Bangalore as well as in some areas in Telangana. It lands at a Hyderabad CPO, uh, and then it goes back to Kamam and from there it goes to the uh, rural post offices. As soon as it comes into a particular uh, mail office, somebody actually does it in a, they segregate. And the guy who segregates looks at the name and figures out it has to go into this particular beat because he's been doing it for 20, 30 years and all of them are at the verge of retirement, right? So when somebody new takes over, it is, again, everything is going to be a mess. Because, let's say, if I get it, uh, you know, in my own hometown, if I go and do a DOP delivery, I will have no clue because I don't know who stays there, right? Unless, uh, then I have to start using the house number, which, as you correctly said, my own house has three different house numbers. I still remember 2-11-21, which I when I was a kid, but I don't think anybody else remembers that. Right, the new person might remember a new house number, but again, it will change in two years. So it is always changing. It is always confusing, right? And that is what actually makes it very, very difficult for people to not just see most that, even the private sector, right? barring the gated communities or the major landmark houses. If you have to deliver any kind of a courier today, or it could be E-Cart, it could be you know Amazon guys, etc. in residential areas, which are not you know. Uh, gated communities, etc. the challenge is equally the same, right? And if you look at the number of deliveries uh, they can do on a daily basis is uh, suboptimal, is 40 to 50 per day. But if you actually look at the Western, it will go upwards of 100 to 150. That itself is a, you know, a 2X, 3X kind of a productivity difference, right? And because the addresses are offline, you can't do route optimization, so on and so forth. All of that can be taken away if you can uniquely identify a particular house and give it a standard and then route optimization
0: will start, so on and so forth. You're absolutely right, because uh, we are looking at a very imperfect system. So trying to make it uh, reliable and also across generations, as you mentioned, uh, the old uh, postman might remember, or you might remember, but finding your house for me might be very difficult because I'm absolutely new to that location and having like three sets of numbers is not going to help at all. And invariably, you know, uh, Uh, In fact, that that is one thing that I was also heading to next is ancillary services, right? So um, can these advanced address systems enable a wider range of ancillary services? Um, And how do they help them? Because you're constantly trying to tell people where you're located. Uh, You know, you're trying to say, here's a landmark and uh, try and say, this is where you need to come. So how how does it help these ancillary services uh, to become a little more uh, efficient Um, and, you know, with less mistakes?
1: Right. So, uh, uh, when you look at an address, right, there are uh, two components which uh, play a very uh, important role. Either an unknown person is coming to a known area or a known person is going to an unknown area, right? Uh, These are the two places where you need the address to be absolutely bang on. Otherwise, inefficiencies will come in, right? So uh, take example, the, uh, you know, the one which is running uh, the whole world is a gig economy. Right? People, you know, uh, you know, open their applications and suddenly see I have to deliver X, Y, Z places. Then uh, the demand is not a problem for gig economy. Right? Everybody uh, as a customer, I also want a lot of things just at a drop of hat. Now, when you're doing it supply side, which is, you know, catering to those demands, And the person as a gig worker, he or she has to be in a position to service them as many as possible so that it makes sense for them to look at it as a career. Now, those are unknown people, right? Going into unknown areas, right? Then there is a big issue. It is as simple as, like, uh, you call up Urban Clap and say, boss, I need, uh, uh, you know, my house plumbing to be done. Correct, correct. The guy who is taking the order will say yes, or the application will take it. Now, after that is a challenge for you. Right? So anything that has that needs a, a service or a product to come to a, a particular destination, it uh, needs a standard address. I mean, take uh, drones for example. I mean, everybody's talking about drone delivery and etc. How are we going to do a drone delivery if we cannot even identify our house physically on the uh, you know road? Right now in the West itself, people are figuring it out that uh, not, not all the houses are drone friendly. They have to set up drone ports. Right. Uh, we are, you know, far away from that particular thing. We we can't even reach a particular house on the road. So forget the drone delivery. So those are the challenges. I think, see, in some form or the other, in a country like India or any emerging economies to move into the next decade, have to go through this exercise. In some form or the other, they have to figure out a way to standardize and give a unique identifier to uh, homes and, you know, houses. Otherwise, everything else you build it will be a very, very, uh, you know, it can be broken, it can be like a house of cards. it can be broken any time. Or you know, like a, like in Indian context, it will be a Jugaru solutions everywhere, right? Beyond that, you need a, a standard solution, that is where I think uh, uh, DDN. DDN. is our solution, but I'm pretty sure people will figure out uh, other solutions as well across the planet, but uh, that's pretty much the essence of it, right? Uh, recently, uh, uh, Prime Minister Modi, uh, is also proposal has been sent to him uh, <clears throat> uh, with a one nation, one address. Because essentially, if you don't have it uh, today, if you're working, let's say, take examples of uh, election election cards, pick up uh, election cards of all the people who are living in your own community or, you know, in your own street, I can guarantee you the addresses are different. The structure of the addresses are different, right? Uh, And you take anything, take Aadhaar. or take uh, election cards. There's no standardized
0: format, right? I mean, that's... Absolutely. And because
1: of that, uh, duplication is a possibility when duplication happens, then the leakages happen, which means the taxpayer's money. It all comes down to that.
0: Absolutely. And I agree with you because this is where we get into other issues as well. In fact, even one perhaps could be that if if the urban planning is much more structured, they can actually identify plots that are built on uh, lakes, you know, so the the ground uh, levels or any stability issues can also be taken care of. And I think uh, instead of complete wild development of a city. So these seem to be incredibly wonderful ways in which we can use these um, this technology at least and uh, this offering. So I'm sure there are many more that we can come across and uh, post COVID, I think we have really rethought what we thought was a disaster. So, you know. Right.
1: True, true, true. I think yeah. for us also when we talk to people now, the perception is very different. Right. Uh, uh we used to you know you know slide the disaster uh, you know management in you know 15 or 20 slides. now when we make a presentation we open it with that because that's how everything has changed uh, in everybody's perception now simple thing is containment zone that absolutely. From, uh, you know opens the door
0: absolutely and um, but this is fascinating thank you so much uh, niranjan thank you so much for right. it. it's such a pleasure talking to you. And seeing where this can lead to and uh, what uh, ideas you have got so thank you for taking the time off
1: thank you thank you for having me
0: Good day. Uh-huh. you're thank most you. welcome